Your Locked On Blue Jackets, your daily podcast on the Columbus Blue Jackets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're back, guys. Welcome to Locked On Blue Jackets. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Jay Foster, and today we are going to be talking goalies, goalies, and more goalies. Uh, we're going to talk about Elvis Muslikin's season. We're going to talk about Jonas Kopsalo's season. We are going to talk about an ex-Blue Jackets goalie, and we are going to look ahead to the future and look at some of their goalie prospects as well. So just goalies from all angles. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Uh, if you go to builtbar.com and use promo code locked on in all caps to get $10 off your order. Okay, so let's talk about Elvis. Uh, Elvis had a pretty rough start to the season, I think we uh, we can all agree. He went like 0-8-2 or something in his first 10 games. Uh, he allowed seven goals in his debut. Um, it was not what we expected it was not what he expected um but when Corpusalo went down with an injury in the game just before new year's eve i believe he really picked it up um he got his first win against bobrovsky which was fun uh he got his first shutout a few games later in vegas which is also fun uh and he ended up just before his season finished due to injury uh, I believe he was, he had five shutouts in eight games or something stupid like that. Um, so, you know, really, really solid, kind of up and down, but I was really happy with kind of how he came along this season. I like to think the Blue Jackets were pretty happy as well. Uh, he played well in the playoffs until he got injured. Um, so yeah, I was kind of i was really excited to see him play before i knew kind of much about him uh i thought he was one of the most highly touted goalie prospects in the league uh you know he's he's really fun he's really exciting he has this huge personality he has this big drive to succeed he thinks like he holds himself to a really high standard um you know, he refused to play in the AHL when he came when he came over to North America. He signed a contract in Switzerland that was due to end at the same time as Bobrovsky's contract with Columbus because he didn't want to be the backup. Um, and you know, I think all of that kind of added together makes him a really interesting kind of. I think he still counts as a prospect technically. Um, you know, in my eyes anyway, I think he's a really kind of interesting prospect for the Blue Jackets. Uh, I think he's going to get better and better as he goes on. Um, but yeah, I was I was really happy with, with kind of his season as a whole. Um, and I think he was better than many people thought he was going to be for the team if that makes sense um i thought the team necessarily wasn't going to be very good around him i thought he would be fine um but i didn't know if that would translate to you know points in the win column uh because sometimes you have a really good goalie and 
the team stinks. Uh, and frankly, I thought the team was going to be pretty bad this season. So to see kind of him play like that behind the team and, you know, the team I thought actually was, was um, a lot more solid than a lot of people thought it was going to be. Uh, but to see Elvis play that well and kind of really come into his own uh, in a season where, um, you know, we were playing with house money basically is is kind of really is a really good sign um and i think it's going to make yamakakalainen's job a lot harder when he has to decide between his two goalies the other uh kind of fun thing about elvis is he's he's just really fun to watch play um he's really kind of surprisingly calm in net um, and I think that has had a, a good influence on Corpusalo, who, again, we'll get into it a little bit later, but he kind of has this flaily cat with a laser pointer style, whereas Elvis feels a lot more controlled, a lot more kind of technically sound. Um, he's not quite, you know, Carey Price levels of, of, you know, perfect technique, but he doesn't have that kind of like I say, cat with a laser pointer, flail and flop on the puck like Corpusalo does, which, you know, in Corpusalo's defense works really well for him. Uh, as as we saw, you know, this season. Um, but even, even with this kind of technically sound style, I think Elvis is is just kind of fun to watch. You know, he's he's usually in the most he's usually in the right place. Um he doesn't often allow like those really bad soft goals. Usually to beat him, it's you know it's either a really lucky shot or a rebound or whatever. Um, and you know he makes the big, the big flashy saves. He kind of has has that really good glove for um, for windmills. And yeah, just like every time he was on the ice, even when we were losing, I thought you know we still he has this. You know, I talked about it a little bit earlier. He has this drive to succeed. He thinks really highly of himself. And so even when they're losing, he's still like, well, he still puts 100% in, even though it would be, you know, easy to check out emotionally. Um, and, you know, I know as a as an amateur, an amateur Billy goalie myself, it's it's really easy to kind of check out when you're when you're losing and you know, you can't single-handedly win the game, so why why bother? But he never kind of has has that attitude, which is which is really great to see. And I think, um, yeah, you know, I've said it I've said it before. I think he's only going to get better. I think he's only going to get more fun. Uh, I'd like to see him be a blue jacket for many many years to come. Uh, coming up in just a minute, I'm going to look at Corpusalo's all-star worthy season start, uh, his injury, and how he played in the playoffs. Uh, but first, let me tell you about rockauto.com. With the ever-increasing number of makes and models of cars, it's basically impossible to go to your average storefront and get the part you need. Uh, you know, you've got to go in, you've got to endure all this pointless and intimidating questioning from someone who knows better than you uh, or thinks it does anyway and you have to wait for them to order the part you have to wait for the part to come in before your car can be fixed uh, or you could simply just go on your phone or computer and head straight to rockauto.com 
Uh, rockauto.com is a family business. They've been doing this online for about 20 years now. And they have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, uh, even things like new carpets. Uh, if you can imagine it on or in your car, rockauto.com probably stocks it. Um, best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low. So no matter if you are a professional looking to stock up on your garage parts or your DIYer just looking for this one thing to fix your car, go to rockauto.com right now and see all of the parts that are available for your car or truck. Make sure you write locked on in the how did you hear about this box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Uh, remember, you can find Locked On Blue Jackets on Twitter at LO underscore Blue Jackets. You can find me on Twitter at J the Goalie. And you can find this podcast wherever you get your podcasts every weekday morning. Corpusalo, for me, was the story of the season, I thought. Um, especially the postseason, but coming into this season, especially, there was a lot of talk about is he going to be good enough? Um, the last time he kind of had a starting role was, uh, I want to say 2017 or 18, um, the horrific injury year um, where Bobrovsky went down and then McElhinney went down and we had to play with Corpusalo and uh, Anton Forsberg as our one and two goalies for a chunk of the season. And Corpusalo wasn't great then, Um but this season, I thought he was really, really good. Um, he's clearly come on a lot since then. Um, and he feels like one of those guys who the more he plays, the better he gets. You know, he's not one of those guys that can kind of sit there for two weeks and then play and be great. Um, he needs that kind of that game experience. He needs to be playing. He needs to be moving. He needs to be feeling the puck. Um and so kind of for him to come out and play like this was really great, but for me it was not hugely surprising in terms of his kind of attitude. Um, the results were surprising, like I talked about it with, with Elvis. Um, I thought we were going to be bad this season, or, you know, if not bad, then not great. Um and he's had this opportunity that he was never going to get with Bobrovsky here, which is the opportunity to be a starting goalie. And I think he did really well with it. Um, if we'd re-signed Bobrovsky, then he would likely still be in that starter role. Um, in Sorry, in that backup role. And, you know, maybe he would have ended up going, going somewhere else. Um, that being said... In a perfect world, we would have a 50-50 split with both goalies because I think Elvis is also fully capable of being a starting goalie in his own right. Uh, but since the NHL seems pretty intent on doing this full 82-game season starting in January, you know, having two goalies that can both be starters is only really going to work to our advantage. Um, eventually, we're going to have to make a decision on them because I don't think we can keep both of them. But frankly, that feels like a problem for, you know, 2022 or so. Um, the other thing about Corpusalo was, um, as I mentioned, his postseason play. He was, without question, the MVP 
of the postseason. Um, he was phenomenal against the Leafs. He set records against Lightning. Um, he really had, you know, one bad game. Uh, and it just was unfortunate that it was the elimination game against the Lightning. Um, but yeah, I thought he was he was outstanding, especially in the game five versus the Leafs, and then going straight into that game one five overtime nightmare against the Lightning. Um, he kind of went above and beyond what I thought was was possible. Um, you know, he was, I believe, not only the first Blue Jackets goalie to win his playoff debut, he was the first one to win it in a shutout. Um, which sounds really impressive until you realise that because we were so bad for so long, um, the list of goalies that have started a playoff game for Columbus is four goalies, and two of them are Corpsalo and Muslikins. Uh, the other ones being, of course, Bobrovsky and uh, Steve Mason back in 2008 when we got swept by the Red Wings. Um, so, you know, it's maybe not the most impressive stat, or it is the most impressive stat when you look at how he's the th- only the third goalie to start in the playoffs. And he was like, yeah, OK, I'll get a shutout now. Um, so, yeah, he... He was he was really really good, um, and I think again if we'd kept going in the playoffs, I think he would have would have gotten better. Um, but on the flip side, I talked about this in kind of the the postseason wrap up episode I did. I don't know that he could have kept going much longer than he did. Uh, he just kind of seemed like done physically. Uh, because that's, you know, playoff hockey is hard. It's a lot of hockey to play all at once. Um, he's never had this kind of playing amount. Um, and so, you know, it was it was a lot of hockey for still a fairly young and untested goalie. So, you know, this felt kind of like it was the inevitable, um, the inevitable end to this. But you know he's he's got an off season now we don't know when the next season is starting you know he's he's got stuff to work on and i think he's going to take what he did this season i think both of them are and they're going to really build on it and they're going to get better and i'm really excited about the future of goalies with the blue jackets uh, coming up next, uh, let's take a look at what could have been if we kept Borovsky, and let's take a look at some of the baby goalies that we have kind of baking in the prospect oven. Uh, tomorrow on Locked on Blue Jackets, I've got something really exciting for you. Uh, Sarah Avampato, host of Locked on LA Kings, and I sat down to talk about the TSN documentary, The Problem of Pain. Uh, which is a really good look at how the NHL deals with uh, injury and pain management and like painkillers. Uh, and I think we talk about some interesting stuff. We make some really good points. Uh, so make sure you check that out tomorrow. Uh, but now let's talk about Bobrovsky. Um, when we kind of realized that Bobrovsky wasn't re-signing, I think was... That sucked. 
uh, I was one of a hundred, you know, hundreds, maybe thousands of CBJ fans who didn't want him to go. Um, I was really excited to see Elvis. Uh, I was excited to see what Kopsala could do, but Bobrovsky was one of my favorite players on the team. He'd been the MVP for this team for so long, but when he refused right at the start of the season, when he was asked about like contract extensions, he was like, I'm not going to talk about that. Um, my decision is made and what happens this season won't change that. And so at that point I was kind of like, oh, okay, so he's, he's going. Um, and I think, I don't know that Bobrovsky had the best relationship with, um, with the team. I don't know that he had the best relationship with, or like the team management, I should say, not like the actual players themselves. Uh, I don't think he had the best relationship with Tortorella. Um, and so it kind of felt, even as we kind of went through that amazing lightning series last season, it did kind of feel like, oh, okay, this is Bobrovsky's kind of last hurrah in in Columbus. Um, and so kind of, you know, I talked about it a little bit earlier on the, se- on the podcast, this whole season kind of felt a little bit like we were playing with house money. You know, uh, if we weren't going to be bad, then I thought for sure we were going to be kind of on the outside looking in at the playoffs. Um, and then I looked at Florida, they had Bobrovsky, they had a new coach, you know. Um, I don't rate Quenville as a coach, frankly, but it was kind of, it felt like it was looking up for them. And we were over here with like two mostly untested goalies uh, and no uh, MVP scorer. Um, you know, and obviously Panarin went to New York and did really well there, got nominated for the heart, but Bobrovsky was kind of atrocious. Uh, and the more I kind of looked at Florida's season, uh, the more I looked at that $10 million cap hit of Bobrovsky's, the more I looked at his numbers, I kind of was like, oh, okay, we have, we're paying, what, like two point something, maybe $3 million for both of our goalies combined. And then, you know, would I pay $10 million for Bobrovsky? Um, you know, maybe. If I was paying $10 million for Bobrovsky two seasons ago, then yeah, absolutely. Um would I pay $10 million for the Bobrovsky this season? No, absolutely not. And it does make me wonder, um, I haven't actually looked at the underlying stats for this, I should, uh, but it does make me wonder kind of how much of Bob's play in Columbus was due to the fact that like we have a pretty decent defense core. Um, and that's not to take anything away from Bobrovsky, but having good defense makes you a better goalie because if you're making easy saves all the time, you know, of course it's going to, it's going to make make your numbers look better. Um, so, you know, Columbus has, like, an actual defense core, and Florida has, like, the broken shell of Aaron Ekblad and the ghost of Keith Yandel and, like, some other guys, I guess. Um, so, you know, I think that was that was probably part of the story with, with Bobrovsky, was that he was used to playing in front of better defense than he got in, in Florida. Um the other fun thing about goalies in Columbus is that we are kind of stacked in terms of goalie prospects you know I love a baby goalie as much as the next guy and we have many uh obviously we got Vaney Vevelainen in the AHL he looks really good this season Kiv Lennox who got some NHL time this season got his first NHL win against New York 
I want to say. Um, he wasn't quite as good as uh, Vevelainen in the AHL, but, you know, he's really coming along. Um, and then outside that, we have uh, Tarasov, who's uh, playing in Finland at the minute. He had a really good season. Um, and then, you know, kind of close to home, we have uh, Peter Thome, who's probably not going to be a household name for the Blue Jackets, but, you know, could be a decent depth decent depth option for the Monsters when he graduates from uh, University of North Dakota at the end of next season, I believe. Uh, so, you know, lots and lots and lots of goalies, and I am prepared to love them all. Uh, and I think that's all the time we have for today. So, uh, like I said earlier, tomorrow I'm going to be bringing you a chat with Locked On King Sarah about the NHL's problem with pay management. Uh, so make sure that you click the subscribe button to get directly into your feed. Uh, once again, you can find me on Twitter at jaythegoalie. You can find the podcast on Twitter at lo underscore bluejackets. Um, if you have questions, comments, criticism, uh, email lockedonbluejackets at gmail.com. And I will see you tomorrow.